This is the Humerian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts for the well-being of yours. So here we are again. Again. Uh, this is actually the second specific episode of our Frankenfoods miniseries. We didn't really talk about a miniseries. Need, we don't, don't have to wear mini skirts if we have bo- a miniseries. actually. Kilt. But I'll yes. wear the kilt and you wear a miniskirt. <laughs> We've come full circle, and it's yeah. too bad our listeners have no context for the whole kilt yeah, They have to listen to every show just to follow. It's kind of like a series on, on, on television. It's you a, miss it. It's a series. You're going to have to go back and listen to the whole the thing. The series Again. behind the series, really, It is. because I'm not sure that actually It's made. a deep, deep, yeah. dark place. Yeah, yeah. But so okay. today we're going to talk about buying your food in restaurants, which many of us do, and some of it you just, like, I'm... I live a professional life. I eat lunch out frequently. I have dinner with clients. Like, it just happens, right? So, but being aware of what is in your food, how to order your food, mm-hmm. things to be conscientious of, I think have always been questions for me. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to specifically focus on the fast casual food category, which um, we were being schooled on this earlier. Is perhaps, it's a broad, broad spectrum. Well, it's sort of the draw the line of if you have a waiter or waitress coming to your table, you're no longer in fast but casual But if you go food. get it and go sit down, it's still right. fast, ca- fast, fast casual. casual. Yeah, so okay, kind of good. those kind mm-hmm. of foods. Mm-hmm. Um, and so much like we did in the, se- the segment where we talked about soda and what went into different sodas and how your body reacts, yep. Frankenfoods, also the probably the primary thing that you would get in a fast casual restaurant mm-hmm. unless you got maybe a salad with nothing on top curly fries specifically Cur- no, you can't that's have what curly, I want. Fries. curly fries sweet I love- potato fries oh man. my gosh oh, that's really good it uh, doesn't matter what oil they're in <laughs> anyhow it's bad for you and we'll cover the more right. serious things right, about right. eating but here's the issue i have to tell you a story uh-oh you I've always have this you have I a story, got a story. I got awesome. two of them in this one. It's, pretty, it's actually pretty good. So, of course, I have these sons that are in their 30s at this point. And, and one I, of them's usually here with us, but he's not today. Yeah, miserable, somehow they miserable got a vacation cow. Day. What's the matter what? with him? I shouldn't say miserable cow. No, now we're going to have to re- make that. Yeah. No, no, that's only if the English listen to it, but they're not listening to the show, Scottish. so we don't have to worry about it. Kilts. That's See, right. One, I have, I have somebody <laughs> passing it on in England. That's not going to work. Okay, but anyhow, so we drive up to a drive through restaurant, which I claim I have done, but is very infrequent. And we order. And then the other son, who is about seven years old, says, on that burger, I don't want any pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard, uh, and mayo. I said, what are you ordering? I just want the bread and the meat. I was like, yeah, that's a plain hamburger. That was it. That's all he wanted. And that's that's this kid. This kid never really wanted all the other types of stuff. The other kid was always wanting, you know, he'd get French fries. Oh, yeah, we had more ketchup than French fries. He could dip into it. It was killing me to watch it. But (laughs) but the bottom line is that's the group that started to change how they even ordered their foods. Oh, customized, you mean? We'd never used to be. You didn't. I never thought of. Yes. Did you ever drive up and say, I want a burger without pickles? You never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah, The guy would say, "Uh, We don't have those. The moms I hang around with, they would say, You get what you get and you don't throw a fit. (laughs) That's exactly right. That's what they say. (laughs) That's exactly right. So the bottom line is that started changing so that you could go to some of these types of restaurants and maybe select without a bun or they're starting to put um, lettuce wrap. Lettuce wrap around. Ooh, yeah. That's where all this stuff started and, yeah, yeah. and ended. But here's the one other story I've got, and then we'll actually get into something important um, <laughs> that I think is interesting. Um, there's one organization that I will not mention the name of that makes 70% of the foods that are in 
uh, places such as I can yeah places such as Panera, um, um, was it uh, Applebee's and places like that. Okay, they make seventy percent of all of it in the country. Okay, what they found out was certain certain groups were trying to improve the food, mm-hmm. but they didn't want the public to know because it would reduce their sales by twelve percent. Wait, what? They felt like their sales would go down. Their if the sales were going to go knew. down if people knew it was healthy food. How did they figure that out? Because, of course, they did all these trials and everything. Why? If it's healthy, it's got to taste bad. That's exactly right. <laughs> Isn't that funny? So even restaurants that want to feed our, our, our families better, often you won't know that they're – now, by the way, there wasn't many. There was just a few that were doing it. But there were a few that you would think about that are doing a better job of it. Bottom line is all the rest are just filling it with more junk than you could ever think so of. So I'm curious because I feel like in the last – five to seven years, maybe some of those fast casual restaurants with the drive throughs mm-hmm. who shall remain nameless, mm-hmm. um, have taken a spin towards healthier menu Trying. items, right? I mean, you like can get yogurt, apple. You can get yogurt with fruit on top. You can get, instead of French fries, or you can get an apple instead yep. of, so are you saying yeah, those are not actually healthy choices? Well, they're doing or? better, right? We're starting okay. to move that way. But if you look at the apple slices and you look at all the preservatives, is that that healthy? No, it's really not. Chocolate milk, maybe a little bit better. Better than soda? Yeah. The, <laughs> the truth of the matter is you don't really have a chance mm-hmm. when you go through those. And you can try to direct them as best you can, but I, I, I'll say Wendy's, okay? And the reason why, you can get a baked potato and a salad and whatever, and it's really not that bad. You could really could, okay? Yeah. While many of the other places use really low-grade meats, and you don't really want to eat there, mm-hmm. or higher grades such as uh, uh, Steak and Shake and places like that. Problem with it is most of the breads, most of the other junk that's in there is pretty bad food. So the question, I think, for Dr. Bentley, maybe, or you, you can answer it, and then we'll see what Dr. Bentley says. Um, I need from a story. From a gu- no, two, your max for okay, got an episode. Two, two no. stories, that's it. <laughs> to save it for next time. Fair. No, so I'm curious, like, what's, what are the biggest offenders that people think aren't offenders, hmm. right? So I, can, I have been known to, to frequent a fast, casual restaurant, which is maybe not what most people would think of. But I guess if you really get down to how those restaurants work, it's fast casual and think Mm -hmm. like, I'm making a good choice because I may be picking a yogurt with like granola on top until somebody pointed out to me at one point in time how many calories I was eating and what was actually in the granola. You're getting sugar. Yeah. So I'm curious, like, what are those big offenders? And then, like you mentioned, Wendy's with their baked potato and salads. Not a bad choice. I mean, if you're because you're going to find yourself out sometimes, you're going to find yourself hungry, so you're going to stop probably. So let's pour ourselves into the truth. Oh, I like that. I do. Okay, 80% of children eat one vegetable a day. Of those children, 75%. Does corn count as a vegetable? Yes. Does it really? Yeah. (laughs) Oh, okay. I mean, and 75% (laughs) of that 80% eat only one vegetable, and you know what it is? Corn. No, peas. French fries. 75% 75% of 80% of the children eat French fries as their vegetable per day. These are the same kids that have a what for breakfast? Pop-Tart. Pop-Tart. <laughs> or sugared cereal. And French fries. And then all the other type things because we know many of the school meals aren't that good. And I'm sorry that we have to say that, but it really is. But on the way home, they might get uh, Coke and fries. fries. Yeah. Because Snack. they'll just eat fries. Okay, but that's what really is going on. Not that you can't find a way to eat a better meal, but Mm -hmm. the point of it is 
you know, hey, number one's only six fifty nine. You're not getting a broken part because you know it's going to cost you so much. But the truth is, most of them will allow you to break them apart. You can say no bun, burger with everything on it, just knife and fork, baked potato, salad, get through. Mm-hmm. Okay, those things can actually happen now. Years ago, you couldn't do that. Excellent. That so, wasn't even a story. Wasn't that good? It wasn't even a story. Well, it was kind of a story, but you just didn't call it one. It's very sneaky, actually. That's the only way I do it. Yeah. So I would like Dr. Bentley's perspective on that as well, because I would be interested in his sort of medical opinion on like, well, okay, so what happens if you if you go to your typical fast casual restaurant and get typically what somebody would order, like mm-hmm. let's say a hamburger with all the, yeah. the things and fries and a milkshake and whatever, right? Yeah. Versus you make a better choice, like physiologically, what's happening to your yeah. body when you make those choices and how do they add up over time? Because there's also, you know, like I said, sometimes you're out, you're just hungry, you're just going to get something, but, but it's not occasional. a habit, right? Yeah, but the but, habit is right. that's not what's happening. Right, right. That's really not what's right. happening. And unfortunately, in our country, it, it, it's got to change. And we're in, the, we're in the Midwest. East and West Coast, mostly on West Coast, they do a lot better job. And if not, mm-hmm. they wouldn't be in business. Mm-hmm. So it's getting better there. Here, we're struggling. We're really struggling. Yeah. And so then the flip side of that is, okay, so making good choices. So you talked about hamburgers. Yep. With no bun, no right? Bun. Staying away from yeah, the fried Yeah, go to the baked foods. potato, not yeah, yeah. the fried, you know. Yeah. And, and I'm sorry, but the oils that they cook those in, how often do they change them and who regulates that and everything else? Let me tell you something. It's the oddest thing. Restaurants are in the business to make money, and they don't care, mm-hmm. no matter what their logo says. And you need to realize that. And it sounds like you have to take a defensive posture to go out and eat. But if you are really care about your kids, yourself and your husband or your spouse, you must work harder than you do just to walk into a restaurant and actually try to do a better job. And you tell them what they want, what you want. So I wonder then what are the like, what are the three questions we should be asking ourselves when we go into a place like that? Or what can we ask the restaurants to provide? I mean, we've seen like nutrition and ingredients lists and things like that. Okay. Is that sufficient? Is it? Yes. But who looks at them? Who is ever going to? So there's number one and number two. Maybe how do you even read them? I tell them not, like not to look at the on. menu. I tell them never get a menu. Never, never look at the menu. Just tell them what you want. How does that work? Well, okay, you come up and you want, you say, uh, I want, you want chicken, chicken. I want a chicken, want a chicken sandwich, sandwich with no sandwich. breading. Yep, it's exactly right. Because how many places have that? Most places have that. Yeah. Right. And what else do you have? Hey, can I have the apple slices from yep. the kids' menu if it's not on the? You can just Plus ask. Plus, you're those not things. looking at that yummy, juicy picture of like. Fried chicken wings. As soon as you look up, it's like, oh, (laughs) vanilla shake. That has my name next to it. I got to have, you know, you can't. And mostly you're hungry already. Like you said, you're hungry. Sean's shake. Sean's strawberry shake. That's it. (laughs) It's really, really tough. It really is. But the bottom line is get in. Tell them what you want. Have them make that. So have a plan is what you're saying. Yeah. And and if you're doing it the same way all the time, you got to do it. I'm going to make one major uh, uh, appeal in fact two appeals and that is when Are you you're picking in more up stories right now no no okay. no story no story <laughs> this is actually a matter of fact if your child is in an athletic event don't stop at a fast food restaurant on the way home please you hurt your kid for lots of reasons that we'll cover in a different story different uh topic matter which has got to do with recovery from athlete, a- athletics because you're hurting them just don't do it Okay, that's number one. Be prepared. Have food for them to eat that's actually healthy. Okay? That's probably the most important thing. Oh, you can't leave me hanging like that. You said what? you had two. 
I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Isn't that terrible? I know. It's like, it's oh not, my gosh. It's like, but that's one thing I would tell you. Make sure you're not doing that to your kid after they've just worked out and their body's craving good for good things. You can't feed them with that many chemicals, sugars, and other things and expect them to go out and, and, and uh, compete the next day. So now you make just me think don't. of another question for Dr. Bentley, which well, is, is there ever a good time? Oh, I think he'll say... You're going to die. You're going to <laughs> no. die young if you keep doing no, I'm just kidding. Okay. Because I can tell you when I'm done bouting in roller derby, I, I, I sincerely crave a hamburger. Sincerely. Well, you're craving meat. You're craving protein and fat, right? Mm -hmm. Okay. But you're not craving MSG <laughs> and all those other types of things. You're not. Yeah. And here's the other thing you can do is you just drive by any, um, well, this is more national programming. So uh, any kind of a, a, a grocery store and just walk in and get the pre-cut carrots and pre-cut this and pre-cut that. And, you know, ooh, and, and all that kind of stuff. Bottom line is we've got to stop the addiction to these types of foods or how can you expect you or your kids to have any kind of quality of life? That's that how bad like, it could be. That seems like a good time to let Dr. Dr. Bentley, Bentley gut check. So getting ready to go out to eat. And then Always. we say, where we go without killing ourselves. At first I thought you were saying, let's pause the podcast and go get dinner, but okay. Well, how to be food wise, right? That's a good question. Yeah. Let's ask him that. How do we be food wise and eat casually? Ooh, food wise. Food wise. Like it, it barely came out. Maybe, yeah. Maybe there's some big offenders we should be careful of. And maybe there's some things that it would be okay to eat. You know, some of the biggest offenders that I believe are things such as French fries. Um, French fries, they're deep fried. They get the trans fatty acids that they're not cooked properly at a high temperature. Um, and trans fats are known as a poison. And that's why they have to be labeled now is because they actually damage the cellular membrane of our cells. And if it creates a change in our physical makeup of our cells, it is considered a poison. So with that said, trans fats is a huge thing. The other thing is the refined carbohydrates. Going into certain restaurants and you, you get plenty of bread, and this bread is refined breads, such as when we talked about frankenfoods. You know, again, they're high in calorie but nutrient deficient foods that spike your insulin that increases weight gain. So the biggest thing that I feel that people get, they're getting way too many carbohydrates. I personally believe on average that the average American should have somewhere around about 100 grams of carbohydrates per day. Again, that's on average, where the average person is eating 350 grams of carbohydrates a day. And what has that done to our society? If we look at our society, we're living large. You know, over 75% of population is either overweight or obese. And that's huge. And again, it's a direct relationship of what we're putting into our mouths. So I think the refined carbohydrates, uh, specifically the breads, is a big offender that people are having. And then also the fries that people get. Now, do I enjoy fries periodically? Absolutely, I do. But again, I do not have it very often. It's very rare that I have it. I wouldn't even say once a month. But I do enjoy French fries periodically. But again, it's very limited, and the rest of the time I'm eating really well. So, if we are going to go to eat and we want to make good choices, how do we find out where to go for good choices? Yes. Because well, you know, once you get there and you look at the menu, you've got to have that fudge sundae <laughs> and everything well, I else. I do, don't but you? yeah, right? Yeah. 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 Well, and I once was, you look, you're in trouble. Well, I also feel feel like you're going to make the good choice because you read something on a menu and you think, oh, that sounds healthy. I always wonder if it really is healthy. So oh we'll my, see what we got to we'll know. see what Doctor Bentley has to say about that. You know, when it comes to 
making good choices. Sometimes I'm on the road and there's really not big choices for me. So I practice um, intermittent fasting and also just fasting in general. If you look at the research um, on longevity, fasting is a great principle for yourselves to stay healthy and function. And historically, if we look at feast and famine times uh, with regards to our physiology, our body was designed for that. The problem is that we're always staying in a well-fed state because we have so many calories circulating around in our society and we never go hungry in the United States. Now, there are people that do go hungry, but the general population that have income coming in, we eat pretty darn well. Um, and in, in all honesty, it's actually unfortunate because I think for people that don't have a lot of money and they're getting um, assistance, food assistance with food stamps, it's not set up a way for people to become healthy. It's set up for a way for them to go to the grocery store and walk out with all these prepackaged Franken foods, which ultimately lead to more ill health. But going back, when it comes to making choices in restaurants, you know, you can always make a choice. And as I mentioned earlier, when I'm on the road, sometimes I'm at a place and there's not much of an option. You know, I may get the hamburger with, you know, a lettuce wrap and tomato without the fries, um, may get a salad. Sometimes sometimes you have to be careful when it comes to salads. Uh, sometimes the it's much worse if you get their salad dressing. Sometimes their salad dressings and they got these candied pecans and all these other things on there, that there's a lot more carbohydrates in that than something else. And they're refined carbohydrates, which again are high in calorie, but lacking nutrients for your body, for your cells to function optimally. So again, you always have a choice. It's just, am I gonna go with the big greasy sloppy burger with the, you know, having everything on it with all the big, um, with the white bread and then the fries and the cherry pie with my soda or diet soda to drink it down with. You know, you have a choice. You can get water, you can get a salad, you can choose not to eat the candy pecans, you can minimize the amount of salad dressing that you use. So again, it's always, what, what's, what is it about making a healthy choice is that oftentimes people feel like, oh, they, they just get into this pattern and it's hard for them to break. And the reality is, is that everybody, I go and talk to third grade classes and I have a pile of food, fruits and vegetables and water. And then on another table, I have Doritos and Ho-Hos and Twinkies. And I say, which one's healthy? They all know which one's healthy. The question is, why do we keep going over here? Sometimes it's what's in front of us. It's what's available. There's a cultural issue. There's a social economic issue. And again, it's about environment. So sometimes it's what's in the home all the time and what people are used to seeing. Are there certain components of obesity that are genetic? Yes. But again, it's what you do to your body in general. And oftentimes it's not necessarily the genetics. It's the environment that the genes are around that ultimately lead to the problem. So if mom and dad are obese, well, what are they eating? Well, what's the child eating? Oh, and all three of them are obese and they're eating all the same thing. So is that truly a disease or is that an environmental issue? So for me, I believe it's more of an environmental issue if you look at the research because our genes really have not changed all that much in this century anyways. So are there foods that people pick when they go to a fast casual restaurant and they think they're making a healthy choice, but they're not actually making a healthy choice? I think it's a combination of foods that they intermix that causes a lot of confusion if you were asking me. I wasn't actually. I was asking Dr. Dr. Bentley. Bentley. We'll see what he says. You know, one of the biggest offenders I see with regards to people thinking that it's healthy and it's really not are these smoothies. Sometimes you got to look at these smoothies, man. They are just chock full of junk in them. Uh, Lots of preservatives, uh, artificial sweeteners, or just regular sweeteners, lots of sugar, 
Um, and they really spike your insulin level, which ultimately lead to problems. You know, I had a doctor one time that came into me as a patient and I look at him, I said, you are diabetic. He goes, that's impossible. All I do is juice. And I go, what are you juicing? He goes, all I do is juice fruit all day long. And I go, well, there's your problem. You know, right there, you're getting straight fructose, which actually bypasses what glucose does, goes right into your cells, can increase fatty liver, which is also equivocal to high fructose corn syrup that can cause the same problem, which is one of the sweet, it's a cheap sweetener that people often use, but he essentially created diabetes. So this guy thought he was doing good, but all he was doing was juicing these fruits, which is taking out the fiber component of the fruit as well, which actually slows down the digestion of sugars. And which, again, is going to spike that insulin level really high. And if you look at spiked insulin levels or hyperinsulinemia, you're going to find diabetes being associated with that, metabolic syndrome, type 2 diabetes, polycystic ovarian syndrome, and also cardiovascular disease. It's all related uh, with regards to the lifestyle and what we're doing. But that is one big offender that I see, fruit juices and doing these fruit smoothies. Now, again, having a smoothie periodically is great, but I like to juice and blend up. Actually, I use a Vitamix that I actually blend up a lot of vegetables. So I will put in an apple, but then I will put in there, you know, celery, kale, spinach, cucumber, and ginger. And actually, I put a little root of turmeric in there as well. So that's what I'll have in my smoothie. But I have a little bit of sweetness from the apple, but the rest of it is high-nutrient-type foods with lots of fiber and everything. And it's honestly, over time... You know, in the very beginning, it was a little hard to palate, but now I just drink it and it's not a problem, including my kids. So again, it's what you get exposed to over time and you end up getting a taste for healthy and you get a distaste for unhealthy. And so we always have to ask Dr. Bentley about health conditions. So we might as well go ahead and ask this question now that we've kind of heard his position on fast casual restaurants and what to eat and not eat there. Mm -hmm. So what does research always got to ask what the research says um, about different types of health conditions that people might be suffering from because they have been eating fast, casual type food. Mm -hmm. And like our podcast previously on sodas, how much is too much? Can you have some food from places like that? No food, lots of food. I got even a, even a gooder I knew you question. were going to say gooder. A gooder question. And Excellent. that would be that if you could just name which restaurants are going to kill me, I just won't go. Um, just I think we'd that have question, to have our Dr. own Bentley. podcast for that a separate one where he yeah, just yeah. lists uh, them. Uh, illegal one. Let's see. All right. Research indicates that 82% of our deaths are related to our lifestyle. Physical inactivity, poor dietary choices, smoking, and lack of getting your proper screenings. Those are four things that are all choices. So it's really our choices that ultimately leading to our demise, 82% of deaths. So how much is too much? Again, each person depends. You know, what are they doing on a daily basis? Are they exercising? Um, are they a professional athlete? Are they a collegiate athlete? Are they a high school athlete that's playing three sports? So they burn up their calories like crazy and it's not going to be stored in their body and they're getting nutrients elsewhere in other ways. Um, or are you a, a stay-at-home person that you sit on the couch all day and you don't do anything because um, you're, you're suffering from depression or you're disabled? Again, each person is different, and that's where, to me, blood work is important because if you look at blood work, you can look at indicators that are looking at uh, pre-diabetes before you become diabetic or cardiovascular disease before you have the heart attack. The problem is, is that oftentimes the first sign of the heart attack is the heart attack itself, and that's not really good. Now we're playing... Uh, constructive medicine and trying to reconstruct the body as far as opposed to preventative medicine. 
So again, it's better to prevent something than have to go in and reconstruct the heart, uh, put a new valve or vessel in um, and fix the body or give a drug to manage the disease. We don't want to manage the disease. We don't want to prevent disease. So we totally got schooled on the whole impact of fast casual dining, I Fruit think. Fruit juices? I know, it's smoothies. That's tough. I'm, smoothies. I'm a smoothie fan. That was a, I thought, eh, well, yeah. it's got some fruit in it, it's got a few, but we don't know what else is in it, do we? Right. Well, okay. here's what we do know. We now have a direct line into Dr. Bentley's um, favorite smoothie recipe, which we should do probably we publish. It? Do we somewhere. have Oh, he told us. Oh. Yeah, I think we're going to write it down and maybe make it available or maybe sell it. I just thought we didn't have to repeat it. (laughs) Well, it had kale. People think they're supposed to drink it. It had kale in it. No, actually, I've had it before. It actually tastes pretty good. He's made The other interesting thing, 82% of all deaths are related to lifestyle choices. Right. Now, smoking is in there. we got to say that. However, that's about 37% and the rest of it goes towards foods and what we drink and what we eat. Yeah. Our attitudes. So I, what I heard was salad and yeah. water and yeah. be careful with dressing. Yeah. But you can actually make good choices. You it's can. Just, it's just not They're as just easy not as you might They're just not on the think. menu most right. of the time. Right, right. Well, and lettuce-wrapped hamburgers with like right. lettuce instead of a bun. Keeps you out of the so, bread, yeah. and that's a big, that's a yeah. big deal. So, so it's possible, yeah, but you just is. have to be careful. It is. In fact, I always tell people, just don't uh, look at the menu. Just tell them what you need. Right. I've and heard that before. I, oh, I think I said that. I think you did, actually. I think I did. <laughs> Well, at least you're listening 82% of the time. No, it's more mm-hmm. like 64%. But. No, I think it's very, very helpful for people to at least go through the process of thinking through what they're going to eat. But you know what it is? How many people go out and they think, oh, it's treat time. That's treat. I, I go out three nights a week or four nights a week or five days for lunches, and it's always a treat. Mm-hmm. And I think that's half the, half the issue is that we don't look at food as something to nourish our bodies to be able to then perform the rest of the day or to sleep well or whatever. It's like it's got to make got to give us a treat because why? I don't know why. <laughs> it's like I don't know either. Well, you know what it is? It's just you don't know if it's because it's always got to be treat because we're not happy or we're not this. We're not, I think I don't it's really a lot know. of reasons. It's a lot of reasons. It really is. And yeah. it's a tough one. And we need to do a show on that. We should. Actually, I actually we have, think of it. Why do we eat the way we eat? We actually have a whole sort of dietary and nutrition and no. how to read labels and all of that coming up oh, later. I can't yeah. wait for the label one. I know. Then me we'll just I've read start, the labels on thousands. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be saying, when's this going to end? Sounds awesomely <laughs> exciting. We're not. We're totally not going to read labels. No, on, we're not going to. But we are going to learn how to read labels. Yes. And that is important. That is important. But Dr. Bentley's points, well taken. Good show. Excellent. Enjoyed it. Great. Thanks. Amy Baker, Dr. Sean Benzinger. Humarian Health Podcast. Spilling our guts. For the well-being of yours. That's right. Thanks for having the guts to listen to the Humarian Health Podcast. If you have things you'd like to gut check, send us an email at gutcheck at humarian.com. (laughs) 